0: This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton and
1: WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
2: Good morning. It's 28 degrees at 9.04. In Binghamton, we've got fairly clear sailing right now. The wind's picked up, though. Out of the west at 16 miles an hour still feels like about the mid-teens. The forecast for today, increasing clouds, 30% chance of scattered snow showers late afternoon into the early evening. New accumulation less than a half inch high today into the mid-30s. But road and utility crews from our area could be spending their weekend in western New York as their getting some pretty substantial snow. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has declared a state of emergency for parts of western New York, and that was issued yesterday ahead of a potentially dangerous bout of lake-effect snow. We got word that it began snowing in the Buffalo area at about 7.30 last night. Around quarter after 8, Associated Press reporting a foot of snow on the ground near Buffalo. The National Weather Service forecasts up to 4 feet of snow, possibly falling through Sunday, which could paralyze the hardest-hit communities, including Buffalo, with at periods of near zero visibility, Governor Hokel's state of emergency covers 11 counties with commercial truck traffic already banned on a stretch of the thruway. Interstate 90 had the truck traffic ban put in place about four yesterday afternoon. Equipment and personnel from all over New York have been mobilized to help speed the recovery and respond to emergencies. New York State Police Barracks down uh, in the upstate area of Hornell and Elmira have been put into action on standby with their snow equipment. Once again, the snow began falling in Buffalo about 7.30 yesterday. The National Football League says the Buffalo Bills' home game Sunday against Cleveland Browns will be played in Detroit instead because of the weather. The twin tiers could be in for a little lake effect snow of our own for the weekend, but nothing like Buffalo, of course. In a hazardous weather outlook from the National Weather Service in Binghamton, forecasters say there could be a return of snow showers on Sunday as winds shift to the north-northwest. Officials say snow squalls could be possible late in the morning on Sunday into late afternoon hours, creating more of a nuisance and serious issues for residents, but still could possibly be for some dangerous driving. National Weather Service says there could be gusty winds and low visibilities to deal with in the area. That could make traveling hazardous during squall activity. Meanwhile, the forecast for the greater Binghamton area for Sunday did not mention any accumulating snow. WMBF, First News Time, 908. Reports from the Associated Press and other sources close to the case of the mass shooting at the Buffalo supermarket in May in an apparent hate crime say the accused Conklin Teen is going to enter a guilty plea. Court records in Erie County show 19-year-old Peyton Gendron is scheduled to appear on Monday where he is reportedly planning to plead guilty to all New York State Filed charges against him. The Associated Press credits the information regarding the potential plea to the lawyers representing the families of the 10 victims killed in the May shooting at the Topps Friendly Markets outside Buffalo. John Elmore, an attorney for the families of two of the 10 black people who were killed in the shooting, told Associated Press that Gendron's lawyers disclosed in recent weeks that he planned to plead guilty to all the counts in the state indictment and waive his right to appeal. Gendron is named in a 25 count indictment and the victim family lawyers say it's expected that the white Broome County teen will be sentenced to life in prison without parole. Bear in mind he is also charged with federal crimes that could carry the death penalty. Gendron allegedly drove about three hours from Broome County to Buffalo intending to kill as many black people as possible at a store he chose because of its location in a predominantly black neighborhood. Shortly before opening fire with an AR-15-style rifle on May 14th, Jenner posted documents online outlining his white supremacist views and revealing that he had been planning that attack for several months. WMBF, Newstime, 909. Wednesday Morning. The WMBF Twin Tiers Forecast. For us, we're looking at Increasing clouds, a 30% chance of scattered snow showers, mainly very late in the afternoon into the evening hours. As far as accumulation, less than a half inch, if anything. Winds have been picking up. We've got 13-mile-an-hour winds, possibly higher today. Makes it feel a lot colder than the mid-30s for a high. For tonight, 30% chance of scattered snow showers, gradually becoming mostly clear, but we could pick up some new snow accumulation of less than a half inch, a low around 20 for. For tomorrow, sunny, a high in the mid-30s. Sunday, a slight chance of snow showers, otherwise partly sunny, high in the low 30s. Winds on Sunday gusting as high as 34 miles an hour. Monday, mostly sunny, moderating temperatures around 40, and by Tuesday, mostly sunny in mid-40s. Right now, it's 28 in Binghamton with a west wind at 16 miles an hour, making it feel about 16 degrees. It's nine ten where news breaks first. News radio twelve ninety WMBF WMBF.com and ninety-two point one fm. News radio twelve
3: ninety WMBF.
0: Who is that guy? I recognize the voice, but for some reason he looks different.
4: Bob Joseph.
0: Oh, that guy. Bob Joseph live in living color on news radio.
4: In a crowd in the city of undercover on the edge I-
5: Across at me with eyes that look but cannot see, out of reach, out of love, stepping out of bounds. Every day it's tomorrow, and I never know what tomorrow.
0: And a jolly good morning to you. Today's Friday, which means it's fun day with Bob Joseph taking as many calls as humanly possible. Operators are standing by 607-772-1290. Your call will be handled expeditiously. Dance Park. I still don't even know what she means. Anyway, we... Um, Got you to it. Now we'll get you through it. Instant gratification. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. Where are you calling from, and what is your first name?
6: Carol from JC. I'm calling first thing this morning because I am about to drive to Utica to pick up a friend who stayed with her son for two weeks, and she doesn't drive. So I took her up there two weeks ago, so now I'm going back up to get her. So I am calling first. Anyway, I am calling to find out, no, not to find out, to tell you that back in 1977 and, uh, the winter of 77, 78 from December to January, February, March, do you remember when we had that horrendous snowfall? People were, they were finding people dead in their car in Buffalo because they were lost in the, in the snowstorm. It was the most fabulous skiing, uh, season ever, the 77, 78. No ice great snow and so much for global warming. And that was my reason for calling. And do you think the dinosaurs had some sort of a confab when they knew that the ice age was coming?
0: Uh, yeah,
6: things happen. Things happen. God is in control, you know, and I guess we could be in control sort of, but he's in control more. So, uh, that's what I basically wanted to say. And, uh, I'll be listening to the stations for as long as I can get you going up Route 12. <laughs> okay.
5: Well,
0: d- drive safely. Um, when you're in Utica, order um, two servings. Well,
6: actually, it's in, it's in Westmoreland. It's like uh, a little suburbia. Yeah, but you some might area. be able to find, oh, okay. we stop
0: off at, uh, you know, the Chicken Riggies Hut. Get some Chicken Riggies.
6: Where's, are you making fun of a place, like changing the words, or is it a real place?
0: No, it's a real thing. Chicken Riggies. Go get some chicken riggies. It's all the rage in Utica. And I'll so if you're... To, uh, it, yeah, stop at some restaurant, a decent-looking local restaurant, and see if they have chicken riggies.
4: Well, I'll are be on Route 5. Yeah,
0: they're popular in the Utica, Rome area. It's a pasta dish that's loaded with chicken peppers tossed in a creamy tomato-based sauce. So... If, if you're up there hungry, look for a restaurant around Utica and stop in and say, do you have chicken riggies? And they'll probably well, say so yes.
6: Westmoreland is the uh, municipality right. or the area of that area. Wait, hold Tennessee. on. Let me, l-
0: let me just check on the Google machine just for a second. I'll punch Westmoreland the I, the in.
6: The reason I remember Westmoreland is because of General Westmoreland. I think he was... Was he an army person? Marine? Yeah, I don't, don't get me started.
0: Do General. not, do not <laughs> get me started on him. Uh, it's that, that would be a whole different show. And i I want to have fun. I want to have fun today. Okay, in Westmoreland, there's a place called Midway Diner that has chicken riggies. Midway Diner. Is
6: it on Route Five? Maybe.
0: Let me see. Let me see for you. It's on. Let me see. Well, on their on their uh, website, it doesn't really say the address, Westmoreland, New York. Also, there's another there's another place called Hot Off the Brick, which has pizza and chicken riggies. They're on Route 233. So, if you're in Westmoreland, my guess is Route Five will run into Route 233. Just check just check a couple of restaurants around there and I almost guarantee that the first restaurant you stop in will have chicken riggies and then
6: Well is that is that like a cutesy title for a rigatoni type of thing? I, I,
0: all I know is they call it chicken riggies. It's like we we have Speedies as our a yeah. uh, big claim to fame and, and a cotton Binghamton in Utica. Well, my friend, oh uh, Kathy ridden says ridden. it's like rigatoni? You, Kathy, yes. Kathy says it is ricatoni.
6: Okay. Thanks, Kathy. I've
0: had, had it one. once. I've, I've I've had chicken riggies once at a restaurant in Vestal, and it was really good.
6: Oh. All right. Is so they do, they do still in have... Huh? Is it still in existence? Is that restaurant still in existence? Sure is. Ooh, you can tell me later off the air. I can,
0: and I will. Okay. okay. So have a safe trip.
6: Yes, I I just want to make a note that I am making fun of the calamity over uh, global warming. You understand?
0: Yeah, I'm sure the people in Buffalo will (laughs) appreciate that. 917, well, you play the cards you're dealt with, I guess. Fortunately, on this Friday morning, we have not been dealt with 20 feet of snow people in Buffalo may wind up with 20 or 30 feet of snow before it's all over which I think is next Wednesday. Joining us now from Miller Motors in Vestal is Nick Tamaras. Good morning. Ooh, hey Bob.
7: Good morning. How are you?
0: Good. Here, uh, some parts of Buffalo could get forty or fifty feet of snow—not inches, yeah, feet.
7: Yeah, my son Nicky is a student up at uh, UB at Buffalo, oh. <laughs> and he was sending us pictures last night. Yeah, they're getting a little bit of snow up there.
0: <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh because the minute you start laughing about it is when you find out. Wait, they got twenty feet of snow, and we're going to get four hundred feet. So, oh, so we better yeah, wa- yeah. we better watch. We better watch what we say and not take any pleasure in, in their current situation. But wow. Oh,
7: no, no. I, I'm knocking on wood. It, yeah. if, when it snows here, uh, the life of the car dealership employees here at Miller Honda, we all get on our uh, coats and boots, and we get our snow shovels out with the foam edges, and we get out there, trudge through snow, start pulling snow off cars, and get the plows out, plow, and move cars all over the place. and It's, <laughs> it's I quite bet- the event. Nick, so I, am,
0: Nick I, am, I, bet, I bet you and your colleagues have fond memories of December 2020.
7: Oh, I have lots of pictures of that. Do you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. I know how tough it is to uh, clear a driveway or clear an area around a single snowbound car. You're talking lots and lots of vehicles, so the parking lots need to be plowed and the vehicles need to be dug out. Oh, I can't even begin to imagine
7: it It is quite the dance because you have to move cars, get people out there, make sure we 're safe, and then you have customers coming in for the morning service drive to get their oil changed, tires rotated, so you got to accommodate the customers, move the cars so it's quite the uh, <laughs> it's quite the dance all day long, yeah
0: well that's the thing, even with a snowstorm, life doesn 't come to a screeching halt. things still need to be done now, speaking of snow. As we look forward to the next, because winters around here typically last six to eight months, so just because we got just a little, little taste of snow a couple days ago doesn't mean we're out of the woods yet. So I'm guessing that there might be people in the market for certain Honda vehicles that get around really good on snow and ice.
7: Oh, my gosh, yeah, that is the big draw nowadays. You not only have folks out there with cars that their tires may not be up to par, The cars aren't starting right or they're kind of groaning in the morning when you try to turn them on or you just need to get up the hill my gosh come on in we have Honda pilots here right now a great vehicle they're they're tall you see a great view of the road you sit up nice and tall you got the all-wheel drive system that just works fantastic in them Uh, you can do a passport which gives you two rows of seating with lots of storage in the back My gosh, you even got CRVs, HRVs. Uh, There's a lot of cool stuff here that you you can get into. And and the last week, you know, people have been looking at the snow, and they've been coming in and securing their new car. Pilots, passports, we have those out there right now. And we have great lease specials on those. And you even have a finance special on them. You can get rates as low as 1.9% financing on that. So a lot of good stuff happening. And we got those cars out there right now for you today.
0: Well, there you go. You guys are, I'll, I'll say, Johnny on the spot. By the way, is there anybody on the Miller Auto team named Johnny?
7: There is. I'm sure there is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of people. I figure there has to be at least one Johnny on the team. Yeah.
7: My my dad, who's retired from the uh, press and son Bolton, we just did a full-page ad of all the employees here for Sim, Sam Chinavong's 25th anniversary here, one of our salespeople, and he remarked how many employees we have. And I saw my dad. I go, my gosh, we're we're big. You got to figure we have Honda. We have Honda Service, Hyundai, Hyundai Service, the body shop over there. We have lots of employees. So yeah, we're definitely here to take care, take great care of you.
0: All right. Now, uh, people want more information. I mean, general things like hours, and of course, we didn't even touch on uh, for those who are interested in in used vehicles, the used uh, vehicle inventory. They can always go to the Miller. Autoteam.com website get more of those details, correct?
7: Absolutely. Yeah, we have a great website. It has all of our cars up on there, our specials on there. My gosh, you can even look, if you're looking for a used car right now, you have all the used cars on there that have great, fantastic pricing on there. Hyundais are on there, so the website is fantastic. And really, even if you don't remember the URL, you know, when you type it in, just Google a Smiller Honda Vestal New York. You'll find a Smiller Hyundai. You'll find us. We're super easy to find. Or just stop on in today. We're right across from Binghamton University.
0: All right. Well, Nick Tamaris, I hope you and your colleagues have a great day today. And uh, enjoy the weekend, too. Take a little time to relax and recharge for next week. It's a big holiday week.
7: Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, people are. We even have people come and get in their cars so they can take that trip to uh, go to Thanksgiving Day dinner. So, absolutely, we're, we're ready.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, have a great day.
7: Hey, Bob, you too, and we appreciate it. And thank you.
0: You're welcome. That's Nick Tabaris from Miller Motors on the Parkway in Vastel, directly across from Binghamton University. It is Friday morning, Bob Joseph. Friday is fun day around here, so I've put on my little fun Friday cap, and I'll be taking calls at 607-772-1290. This is News Radio, WNBF, 921 FM, 1290 AM, and always available on the free WNBF app.
8: Dylan Beck's.
4: News Radio 1290,
0: WNBF. Bob Joseph, live at 927 on News Radio WNBF, serving America from a modest little studio in Binghamton, New York, also known as the Parlor City.
9: You get a fast car, I want a ticket to
8: anywhere, maybe we make a deal, maybe together we can get somewhere, any place is better, starting from zero, got nothing to lose, maybe we'll make something, me, myself, I got nothing to prove.
0: All right, driving my fast car on news radio, WNBF, because I'm a newsboy in a hurry. Gary from Binghamton's West Side. Good morning.
1: Hey, hello, Bob. I need some help from your listeners out there. I know because I I have uh, my own opinion in where I live on the West Side, but I mostly travel West Side, North Side. And, you know, there's a lot of speeding going on on the city streets, right? Right. And I was wondering, what is the, where do cars, in my opinion, on the west side break the speed limit and go the fastest? And I do apologize if there's any 119 mile an hour references in advance. But so, I I mean, I got to choose, I could choose from Beethoven. The cars are constantly speeding at Riverside Drive, Grand Boulevard, but that isn't my number one on the west side. My number one city street for where cars go speeding is west end avenue that place i mean they might as well name it nascar street they just go like 55 is not out of the question on a 30 mile an hour street and so i was wondering like in the other parts of the city maybe some of your listeners you know they know where the cars go faster what's your experience driving around bob
0: well, it's similar to yours. I wouldn't have guessed West End Avenue right off the bat before you, mm-hmm. before you divulged it. I was trying to think. So if it wasn't Beethoven, Riverside, or Grand Boulevard, uh,
1: those are three. They go fast on those
0: streets too. They really- oh Riverside Drive may as well be a speedway. They you know they should make that. If Route 17 now is Interstate 86, this could be like Interstate 986. So it would be, you know, a connector, the Interstate 986 connector between Route 363 and uh, the Johnson City Circle. Yeah. Get your kicks on
1: 986. I mean, they zoom over the bridge, too, once they get over the bridge. Oh,
0: yeah. Man, they love to speed. Yeah. Do you remember that we used to have a mayor, her name was Juanita Crab, and she put up signs that didn't last long, and maybe it was before you arrived on the west side, but she ordered signs installed that said, don't even think of speeding on Riverside Drive.
1: I I don't remember those signs.
0: Well, they didn't last long. Some people thought that um, it was unseemly because it seemed to, in the opinion of some people... Outside the west side, it seemed like Riverside Drive somehow was special, and and you could think of speeding, say, over on Robinson Street on the east side, or State Street on the north side, or Conklin Avenue on the south side. But because Riverside Drive, some people speculated, was some, some kind of special, they had signs that Specifically, said, Don't even think of speeding on Riverside Drive. So they were um, quite widely criticized and they were taken down after a short time.
1: Well, I'm talking about. City streets too. I just want to make it clear for people who yeah. Like well, this will be suggestions. No river. No uh, Vestal Parkway. We know Vestal Parkway. Hey,
0: the Vestal Parkway. Don't get me started on that. That's, well, that takes the cake. i to right? say I that's that's, gotta be that's more a whole week of shows there. But um, <laughs> so between now and noon, uh, I I wish I came up with this idea, but Gary, I'll credit this idea to you. And I I okay. actually will probably write an article about this next week based on what uh people people submit so if you talk about specific streets in addition to the four that gary has just mentioned if you see specific streets in binghamton where speeding or other driving skills or deficiencies are are more likely to be observed let us know at uh, 607-772-1290 i think it's a great idea and as i say my plan would be to uh, do an article for WNBF.com. Maybe we'll list the 10 fastest city streets in Binghamton as determined by our listeners. Thanks, Bob. Have a good weekend. Thank you. The fastest streets, the fastest, the best streets to go speeding with impunity. What is this? Oh, my gosh. Would you read? Please, come on, you're... you're on That's duty. Right, put uh, hold on, let me
2: Which one do you want me on?
0: Three. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Tap tap that.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, that sounds like a rat in a cage.
2: That can be
0: so descriptive. All right, all right. Uh, This just in from the WNBF uh, News Center. Kathy White, live.
2: I got curious, so (laughs) I I did some Googling so they could keep track of where I am. Um, Snowfall totals for the Buffalo area. This from the Weather Channel. The update came in at about 9 o'clock. Top snowfall totals near and south of the Buffalo area as of 9 a.m. 33.9 inches in Hamburg. 21.5 21.5 inches of the 33.9 inches for Hamburg fell in six hours today.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know someone who lives in Hamburg. She she used to work here. Yes, indeed. And uh, I'll have to give her a call. I was thinking yesterday listening to the forecast that, that she and her wonderful husband were going to be looking forward to... All of this snow.
2: Yeah, I I was laughing when I saw on the overhead signs on 17 this morning on my way in about, you know, keeping New York roads safe, become a plow driver. I think that they should change the message board, become a New York State plow driver, win a free trip to Buffalo. Um, Another total, I have a friend that lives over here in the East Aurora area, New South Wales and such, in the Orchard Park area. Some people have heard of Orchard Park. 25 inches 19.5 19.5 inches as of 9 a.m. in South Buffalo, a foot and a half at Buffalo International Airport. Further to the north, top total from a band that developed off Lake Ontario yesterday produced up to two feet of snowfall near Williamstown, New York. Right now, the hot spot is in Hamburg with 21.5 inches of the 33.9 falling in six hours today. Mm. Three inch an hour uh, snowfalls.
0: Well, Sandy, I don't think usually goes on in the air, but when I call her, maybe I'll call her during the uh, ten o'clock news.
2: Or you can call Dave when our station's out in Buffalo.
0: Oh, that's true. I hadn't even thought about what are they like at uh, what's the is it it's still country, right? The W Y R K country yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll call them both. We'll have comprehensive coverage. You know, uh, Sandy she and I commiserated, I don't know if it was about five years ago. They also received a major, major snowfall. And you know who, I won't mention the former guy's name, but he was a former guy from Queens who served as governor for about a decade. He actually showed up in yeah. his fancy governor togs, <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to look concerned. And he held a news conference a half block from her house, like at a. Because I looked up on on the uh, Google Maps, and I said, you know, that place where uh, the former governor, whose name shall not be mentioned in polite company, that's exactly where he he was for his news conference, and she said something, I'll clean this up for broadcast. She doesn't usually use French, but I, she said something to the effect, yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, and the funny thing is, with all this snow as well, my friend that lives in New South Wales, she's probably her husband's probably... Uh, either it's like a racehorse that hears the, the bugle and wants to run, or is real happy they don't have to. He's retired from overseeing the plowing operations on the throughway. Oh, my gosh. Which they shut down for commercial traffic as of yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Well, we got phones and I got to go. All
0: right. Thanks. Thanks for the update. That's the update from the news center WNBF monitoring the news that America craves. Kim from Binghamton, good morning.
4: Yeah. Good morning, Bob.
6: Uh, Frosty the snowman is back up in Buffalo. <laughs>
0: well, I, I, I for one think it's sad, but
6: yeah, a lot, a lot of snow. I mean, that's deadly, like brutal, terrible. I mean, I, I've seen it before. Uh, I used to go up to uh, Black Lake, which is up by Watertown area. All that. I guess they're getting hammered up up by Lake Ontario, which is up that way. So anyway, yeah going to be a lot of work to get out, and I just want to say the safest way is just stay off the roads when it's that bad. Um, But everybody make sure that you get good winter tires and a good set of winter uh, wiper blades for your car, because that's essential when we have snow here. So everybody out there listening, and everybody have a good weekend. That's all I want to say.
0: Hey, thank you so much. I hope you you have a great weekend. You too. Bye. 937, this is Bob Joseph live on News Radio WNBF. I'll be taking more calls between now and noon. Again, the important topic, Binghamton streets. What streets? What streets, in your personal opinion, have the greatest number of speeding drivers as well as other potentially risky and even possibly deadly behavior? Binghamton, the city of Binghamton. This will be the subject of a future article at WNBF.com. So I want your input. I'll be keeping close track. So Gary said Beethoven, Riverside Drive, Grand Boulevard are all issues, of course. But he says, as a West Side resident, he thinks West End Avenue even has a higher number of speeders, typically. So what say you? I want to know. I don't demand to know. I don't demand anything. Um, unlike some of those people, I don't demand. I just wish to know. So if you wish to contribute, I wish to listen to you on our Friday program from Fun Radio, WNBF. Who's first? Friday morning, it is Fun Day with the Unreal Bob Joseph Live for you on your most colorful radio station, News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. Goodbye, Don't cry, right. Back to the phones, Dale in Binghamton,
7: you're on the air.
9: Oh, good morning, Bob. Morning. See, I just wanted to go the other way and talk about uh, a road that goes nowhere that will soon be open, which is St. Angle Street and the bridge. And uh, you must have some pull down there because all of a sudden it's getting done, and I sure do appreciate it.
0: Well, I have to concede without my constant uh, attention and even, dare I say, intervention into the situation this thing could have been closed throughout the entire winter but now thanks to a constant spotlight that's been brightly shining on that debacle over the last i mean this has been painful it's actually you know i did my first story about this failing bridge about a year less than a year after it happened so they built that thing in 2013 my first story reporting trouble with that bridge was in 2014 so this has been yep. a painful painful saga not just for me because of course i take no pleasure out of reporting the inadequacies of our infrastructure i mean it's painful it's painful to see and it's painful to relay and i just try to i'm here to help because I, I felt badly for the people of the north side. You know, oh, two true. sections of the north side have been isolated now for more than 14 months.
9: Yep. I uh, I agree with you there, Bob. And uh, I remember driving underneath there, and I said, well, you know, what are they thinking about hanging all that concrete up there like that, you know, with the vibrations and stuff from the interstates
0: and everything. Yeah, I wonder if having thousands and thousands of trucks, buses, Military mm-hmm. equipment and cars going over that every day. Wonder if that'll Light loosen loads up. Heavy loads. Yeah. What if it loosens up all the concrete they just put on? What do you think it could fall?
9: Yeah, and a school bus or God knows who would be under there when it happened. You know, just uh, I, I thought of that as soon as I seen them putting it up. You know, and I was saying, my God, what are they thinking? Because I've walked on the river walk there before, underneath eighty one seventeen You know, the bridge there by the river, and you could feel the vibration. Walking underneath the bridge, you know, that comes off the interstate in the ground, just walking underneath there and to hang all that concrete up there like that. I'm thinking, you know, as soon as I seen them doing, it, I said, "My God, what are they doing?" <laughs> yeah. and I'm no engineer or anything, but the engineer who thought that one up should get him a different job.
0: You know, he. You know what I think. <laughs> you know what I think. <laughs> they should uh, have him call into the program. Yeah. Yeah, to answer just a few questions. <laughs> takedown
9: let alone whatever it costs to put it up you know and all of that and this that i don't know just, he might be living in a different country by now <laughs> no he's
0: in the the witness protection program or the engineering protection program
9: yeah and yeah, that's a good one yeah well we'll <laughs> see I'm what happens see happening and uh, yeah you know i was just i was surprised really you know to uh to hear it all of a sudden after 13 months
0: 14 months. Gone. Let's 14 and 14. a half months. But well, who's counting?
9: That's, uh, yeah, so, I, I stopped counting a long time ago. Did you see I put
0: <laughs> did you see I put up pictures and video on the on oh, the I've seen that. Yet, well, take a I, do you do you ever go to wnbf.com? No, I, I can do that. Yeah, I, take I, a look at that story like because stuff, so. Yeah, because look at the Wait, I'm looking at the story now and it has <laughs> it has a a little video. That's oh, actually uh, yeah, <laughs> me walking through. Listen, oh, wait, boy. there it is. This is the guys cleaning. They're cleaning the street, getting ready. Listen, they're spraying. Oh, yeah. They're spraying. Wow. Pe- they're spraying Perrier, not regular water, Perrier, because it's more yeah. expensive, onto Shenango yeah. Street to clean it. And here I am walking, walking through the tunnel on the on the yellow line. I was the first person ever since they closed it to actually walk through that tunnel on the yellow line. then I'm looking up because they have spy cams up on the roof that they, they still need to hook up. So that way they can keep a close eye on reporters. Who, yeah, so if I show up again, they'll know in Albany instantly. There'll be a, yeah, a state right. trooper monitoring the, the cameras. So Someone's got to do a
9: Bob.
10: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got some pull around there somewhere. I know that. Well, all of a sudden, app,
9: and I can't believe it.
0: You know? Yeah, well, somebody told me at the both at the DOT regional office and also at the DOT global headquarters in Albany, they all know my name. Okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> if you know what that means. Anyway, have well, a good I'm weekend. i so, yeah. It's
9: it's it was, it was down to zero miles oh, an hour God. on that road, and now it's going to at least open up to little faster, yeah
0: well, we'll see see what <laughs> yeah, happens on the other way enjoy your weekend you too 947 this is bob joseph on your side especially if it's the west side ron in binghamton good morning
7: hey
11: bob yes the west side <clears throat> you know bob um i'm thinking back to those days when i was known as radar ron at uh, Rec Park, Rem- remember I used to be out there with my hair dryer disguised as a radar gun, trying to slow down the traffic. Uh, I vote for Beethoven as the fastest street. Um, I heard Gary, and he's correct. There, they they come down uh, West uh, West End Ave pretty quick. I I walk my dog in the afternoon up West End, but I wouldn't say West End is faster because you've got all those. Stop signs across town. Now, between Highland and Riverside, you can pick up some speed there as you're coming down to Riverside. So I, I would give it honorable mention, uh, West End F. But I still say uh, Beethoven, uh, where you've got trucks, uh, county buses, everyone uh, exceeding speed limit, that that would be the fastest street. So my vote is for for uh, Beethoven. Uh, I did, you know, you reminded me when you're talking about snow in Buffalo. I lived in Buffalo for seven years and went through a lot of uh, nasty weather. But uh, it was mentioned, Kathy mentioned Hamburg, New York, where they're getting a ton of snow. I lived in West Seneca, which is right next to Hamburg. Uh, do you know the story, speaking about that, Eric? Do you know the the famous uh, radio disc disc jockey uh story of frank benny are you familiar with frank benny Uh, i am not he had the
0: morning show was he on kb radio wgr oh oh okay i mean there are two legendary iconic radio stations in buffalo one is wkbw and the other is wgr
11: yeah kbw had danny Neverett. And Danny Nevereth also was the announcer at Buffalo Bill's Gates. Danny Nevereth was a very popular disc jockey. Frank Benny was the morning guy and he was popular. One day Frank Benny left work, went to a local bank with something on his head and robbed the bank. He got away with like $575. By the time he got back to his driveway, I think he lived in Williamsville. I'm not sure. By the time he got there, the cops were there and arrested him for robbing the bank. I see
0: that. He did that in June 1971. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. And then they fired him.
11: Well, but he made a comeback.
0: I know. They, in fact, the story uh, in the Buffalo News in 2016 uh, recalled what happened. It said, Frank Benny pulls off most outstanding comeback of Buffalo broadcast history. Because I, I have to admit, and again, this is all hypothetical, but you never know with gas prices rising. Say if I hypothetically robbed a bank, hypothetically, and got away with whatever he got away with. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a couple hundred dollars. If I pulled that kind of a stunt, I would never work in this town again. Certainly not on radio.
11: Yeah, well, you know, and and Bob, you know, when I heard about it, I I used to listen to him. I lived up there then, and I thought it was a joke when it was reported. Wait a minute, Frank. I mean, Frank Benny was big, um, and uh, on the radio, and you couldn't believe it. No, he went and robbed a bank after he left the station. Uh but he he was uh, adjudicated as temporarily insane. The story was he was heavy into gambling debt. And he that's why I thought of Hamburg, he used to spend time out at the Hamburg racetrack, and he got into um a debt with some nefarious characters, and uh they probably said come up with the money to show that he was uh Doing the best he could, he went out and robbed a bank. So it's an interesting story. He made a total comeback, was forgiven by, by the general public. They, they loved him. And uh, so I think if you went out and uh, took down the NBT bank or, you know, the Chase bank or whatever, uh, we'd forgive you. Uh, we, we, I mean, we'd have to, we, you know, we
1: yeah. knew you're.
0: What, what I would do you know there's something there's something in the world of uh, litigation or criminal defense called either judge shopping or jury shopping judge shopping I, I know exactly the court that I would pick I won't name the judge's name but I know for a fact the judge listens to this program a lot in the morning so if if a judge again, who shall remain nameless, but who loves the program? Um, that's that's the courtroom where I I wish to be sentenced. <laughs> if it's it we'll may call. please the court, if it may please the court, and the judge would say yes, it would please the court. Your uh, your your total record from the the moment you were born at Lord's Hospital ninety years ago to uh, the moment you are accused of robbing a financial institution. Up to that point, your your record was pure as the driven snow in Buffalo. And so I'm, uh, I'm giving you a conditional discharge. You have to stay out of trouble for the next 30 minutes. And if you do, if you do, all charges will be dismissed, and then I'll uh, be on your show again.
11: Well, Bob, how about this scenario? Uh, you're arrested, and uh, the prosecution decides to have your case transferred to Judge Jeanine Pirro's court.
0: Oh, that Here would work. Not, not necessarily. Way. I mean, for all the bluster and all the antics and all the wacky, wacky commentary that that's transpired over the last three years, my guess is, even though we've never met, I, we have spoken, by the way. i you know, back when she was um, a, briefly a candidate, when she ran against Hillary Clinton for U.S. Senate, we we spoke several times, I, I believe always over the phone. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to find some of those tapes, because I think they're in my archives, of of the days when Janine and I were an item, sort of. I mean, Ed, Ed, the relationship was purely platonic, I mean professional, with uh, me posing as a journalist and she posing as a candidate.
11: Posing as a journalist? <laughs> uh, well, I met her at Gripen Park at Tom Libby's Steak Roast uh, back then. Uh, she was uh, running against Hillary, and I, I stopped and said hello.
0: Well, I, I wasn't there. The only time I went to one of Senator Libes' steak roasts, and I normally never did. I mean, I might go to cover, but one time I had a relative who um, was a big supporter in in local Republican circles, and my relative had bought uh, an extra ticket for the steak roast and invited me to attend as a guest. And so I do have this most pleasant memory of uh, a six-foot, six-inch tall governor slapping a, a slab of... Well, I think it was medium rare, medium rare yeah. steak from Maine's. Man, that was good. By the yeah. way, they, yeah. hey, they can never take away our memories. Appreciate your call. Thank you. It's nine fifty six. WNBF. More coming up. This is Fun Day. Friday is Fun Day with Bob Joseph, on news radio. WNBF.
12: Advantage Gold at 800 900 8000. Call 800 900 8000.
0: Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Bob Joseph with you on a Friday morning at News Radio WNBF Binghamton. It's 10 o'clock.
1: Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
2: Good morning. It's 10.04, 29 degrees overcast right now in Binghamton. You may be encountering some New York State electric and gas crews out on the Vestal Parkway West around the area of Castle Gardens. We had it about... A half hour or so ago, a car go into a pole in that area with wires dangling and damage to the pole. There's not any impact directly to traffic. Just be aware that there had been emergency responders out there, and New York State Electric and Gas crews are going to be working on fixing that pole. For today, clouds, a 30% chance of scattered snow showers late this afternoon into the evening. New accumulation of less than a half inch, a high today in the mid to upper 30. Waverly police are releasing the name of the man whose body was found at Waverly Glen Park on November 10th. Authorities say they don't suspect foul play in the death of 30-year-old Thomas Bellows Jr. of Waverly. On November 11th, village police disclosed they had initially received a report of a suspicious vehicle in the park at 85 Moore Street the previous day on November 10th. Waverly Police investigating officers responded to the park with the assistance of the Waverly-Barton Fire Department, New York State Park Police, and New York State Forest Rangers who started a search and rescue effort in the park area. After a few hours, they found the man's body in the afternoon. There was no information provided as to where in the park Bellows was located, but numerous safety and emergency vehicles could be seen on the scene of the main drive off Moore Street. The park has several recreational areas, including pavilions, a playground, tennis courts, and a picturesque waterfall with hiking trails connecting to the bike and hiking trails of Two Rivers State Park. Police have not listed a cause of death. The investigation is continuing and the results of an autopsy pending. WMBF News Time, 10:06. Two Cortland County residents are accused of having drugs in their possession when the Cortland County Drug Task Force searched their home on Route 26 in the town of Taylor on Wednesday. 43-year-old Elijah Clausen and 43-year-old Rachel Norton are each charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance. According to a news release, members of the CCDTF... With the assistance of the Cortland County Sheriff's Office, Cortland Police and Homer Police served a narcotic search warrant and found about eight grams of crystal methamphetamine. Packaging material, scales, and some cash believed to be proceeds from the sale of illegal drugs. Authorities put the street value of the drugs found in the raid at about $800. Police say Klassen is charged with felony criminal possession of a controlled substance and two counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia, which is a Class A misdemeanor. Norton is charged with misdemeanor criminal possession of a controlled substance. Both were released in order to appear in the town of Taylor Court at later dates. WMBF News Time 1007. An inmate in the Broome County Jail is accused of doing a little shopping with someone else's credit cards. The Broome County Sheriff's Office says 21-year-old Judy Benjamin is charged with two felony counts each of criminal possession of stolen property and identity theft. According to the Sheriff's Office, Benjamin, who is in custody of the Broom County Sheriff's Office of Correctional Facility, is accused of using a stolen credit card to make fraudulent purchases and remains in custody after she was issued appearance tickets to answer to the new charges at a later date. Officials did not say why Benjamin was initially being held in the county jail, how she got the stolen credit cards, or whether the fraudulent ch- purchases were made after she was incarcerated. WMBF News Time 10.08. Traffic may soon be flowing again between a couple neighborhoods on the north side of the city of Binghamton after a very long detour, not in physical length, but in duration. 14 months, crews were working to deal with a sinking Interstate 81 bridge. People familiar with the project say that a section of Shenango Street is expected to be open early next week. The street under the highway was closed in September 2021 for work designed to address the unexpected sinking of the bridge. The bridge was built in 2013. The fix was only supposed to take about three months, but there were problems with the concrete not meeting specifications to keep the I-81 bridge operational and other snags and the work dragged on. Pedestrians and bicyclists have been able to use the area under the bridge while the prolonged fix-up was continuing, but motorists were detoured from Shenango Street between Bevere and Frederick Streets. There has been a sign of progress as the scaffolding and construction equipment were removed from the project site and workers yesterday cleaning up Shenango Street in preparation for reopening. The initial effort to address the problem cost more than $3 million. No estimate of the ultimate end cost of the job has been made public. WMBF Time 1009. The WMBF Twin Tiers forecast increasing clouds today, thickening with a 30% chance of scattered snow showers, but that's not until late afternoon into the early evening. New snow accumulations of less than a half inch, high today in the mid to upper 30s. The winds have picked up substantially since this morning, where we only had about 5 to 9 mile an hour winds. Right now, steady winds out of the southwest, 15 miles an hour, gusting to 25. Tonight, a 30% chance of scattered snow showers and clouds. New snow accumulation less than a half. Inch, gradually becoming mostly clear overnight a low around 20 sunny on saturday a high in the mid 30s sunday partly sunny a slight chance of afternoon snow showers national weather service cautions of a possibility of some squall activity high in the low 30s monday mostly sunny high near 40 and tuesday mostly sunny a high in the mid 40s currently it's 29 in binghamton it's ten eleven. where news breaks first news radio twelve ninety 90 wmbf wmbf.com and 92.1 fm
0: I'm Joseph, live on a Friday morning at News Radio WNBF, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com.
4: See the curtains hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. Little light is shining through the window, lets me know everything's alright.
0: 214 shopping days till summer so it's just around the corner bob joseph we will be speaking with many people over the next hour and i hope you will be one of them you can call us at 607 772 1290 we now go live to hamburg in western new york home of america's most wonderful governor and also home to uh, gary letterman and his wife sandy good morning gary
10: uh, good morning, Bob. How's everything in Binghamton this morning?
0: Everything in Binghamton seems fine, <laughs> or things in, in your hometown of Hamburg. I, I understand it's a completely different story.
10: Well, yes. Uh, this morning, uh, Jim Catone from the Weather Channel was at a Speedway convenience store gas station that is actually right around the corner uh, from where I live uh, here in the village of Hamburg. And we're approximately where we live, we're about four miles uh, from the Lake Erie shoreline. And as, of course, this lake effect snow comes across, the area of 04 to maybe 10 miles is where the heaviest bands fall. Um, by the time it, the warm weather gets picked up, warm water gets picked up, becomes snow and drips over, and it starts dropping the snow. Now, this one uh, extends a little more further northeast than what they usually do. And we in the northern suburbs of Buffalo uh, don't normally get uh, as much snow as we do to the south, but in this case, this one is pretty extensive uh, all the way down from the uh, well, basically from the Pennsylvania state line uh, up over toward Rochester is where uh, the heaviest snow is uh, seems to be falling right now.
0: Well, I recall a few years ago, a guy back when he was still governor, before he had to leave early, and I won't mention that former <laughs> that former guy from Queens name. It's interesting how there are two former guys from Queens, and we try not to mention their name in polite company. But the guy who once was governor, he actually, uh, uh, during a major snow event, showed up in your neighborhood, I believe, Sandy, and I talked that day because he held Mm -hmm. one of his uh, world-famous news conferences with his world-famous I'm the Governor jacket. Mm
10: -hmm. Well, uh, this was a little different uh, yesterday. Uh, There was, uh, well, the county executive kicked it off. Mark Poloncar is our county executive. Uh, He kicked it off when the National Weather Service started using the term extreme weather event. Uh, for the snow, which is unusual for them, to use that term, extreme weather event. Well, he saw it and immediately uh, made a you know the declaration of emergency, state of emergency in the county, and shut down the county offices and urged the schools to do the same, which they eventually did. By three o'clock yesterday afternoon, uh, every you know the, the word had gone out. You know, everybody get ready. Now the governor, uh, our former Hamburg town councilwoman, um, declared about four o'clock yesterday, she closed the throughway to commercial traffic, uh, between Rochester and the Pennsylvania state line because obviously, you know, we don't want those tractor trailers stranded because they blocked, you know, the snow clearing efforts. So they took care of that. So most of it, um, everything was. Uh, pretty well locked down by, oh, say, 6 o'clock last night. Uh, everything was okay. Travel bans, um, you know, travel advisories to some areas, flat-out travel bans and others, like we're under a travel ban right now. So um, they were a little, I think I would have to admit, they were a little more proactive this time around than they were in November of 2014 uh, when that big snowstorm hit up here.
5: Wow,
0: do you do you still do you still get the Buffalo News print edition
10: delivered? Uh, yes, but not this morning. That's what I,
0: I didn't think so. I'm looking. I am looking at the cover of the Buffalo News this morning. The online, I mean the the uh, replica. And, and by the way, you're fortunate in Buffalo to still have uh, a great newspaper. It certainly has has yeah. endured its share of cutbacks over the last uh, yeah. decade, but. At, at least there's still a lot of yeah. local news and reporters and yeah. photographers, and that's a beautiful front yeah. page. I, well, they do a yeah, well, great
10: they, work. Yeah. Well, they've, you know, run into the same problems, you know, that most major newspapers have. Now, they have, uh, say, you talk about the cutbacks. Now, uh, recently they did some shifting around, and just as an example, um, the comic page, okay, uh, it's now. It used to be two full pages in the week daily edition and uh, six in the Sunday color comics. Well, now it's down to a half a page, and then um, four pages on Sunday. Now the, the rationale was, oh, we're evolving the product, and uh, you know, taking away. Uh, my guess is that their move, I. I'm going uh, – I would step the over-under of two years before they go completely digital. Uh, I think well, that's where they're going. You know, here, here, in Binghamton, now.
0: here in Binghamton, the yeah. present Sun Bulletin no longer has a newsroom. They yeah. had, I mean, it was convenient because of COVID. It's like, oh, okay, we'll shut down the newsroom, mm-hmm. and everybody can, can work um, virtually. And the newsroom never reopened. And now mm-hmm. they have, uh, I believe, two mm-hmm. – Two reporters whose contributions do show up on occasion, mm-hmm. but they, you know, no f- photographer and no Saturday print edition. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's death by a thousand. Well,
10: no, they're they're still they're still um, they're still doing out a daily, you know, and uh, the Sunday edition. They've combined some of the pages on the Sunday edition, but excuse <laughs> me, but they're you know. Uh, they they're still going, and of course they raised
0: the price. Well, but, you know,
10: but, but it's still,
0: still it's still, still lower. The, your beefy Buffalo News is still cheaper on a weekday than our our paltry yeah. razor thin Binghamton Press. So our this, our press uh, is three fifty, and you're paying three dollars for a big bulky journalistic gem.
10: Well, this uh, well, there was a recent story. Um, well, from the Buffalo News, uh, they sold. They had a big building downtown. Okay, it was right downtown, uh, right at the foot of Main Street in Buffalo, where the offices and the rep- you know and everything and where the presses were in the back. It's still printed locally, and um, they, but they sold that building. They sold the building where the uh, administrative offices and the newsrooms were, and they moved to uh, down the street a little ways to a, a former warehouse building. And uh, they took up they found out it was cheaper to rent <laughs> okay. It was cheaper to rent off space in this building than it was to keep upkeep on this you no know, building like nineteen seventy three. But the presses are still in the back of that building. But they're 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 still going and they're still doing the best they can. You well, know, you know, all I the know all it's the a tough market and yeah. you know, things are changing and saying more and more people are using the you know, the digital version. Yeah.
0: I mean, ultimately, ultimately, to be honest with you, I don't care. I mean, I'm a traditionalist, but I'm also a realist. I don't care if all newspapers, even effective today, went totally digital. I just want them to rehire the the reporters and editors mm-hmm. and photojournalists that uh, mm-hmm. that they got rid of. I mean, bring bring mm-hmm. your newsrooms, bring your your content creators back back to work. And I don't mm-hmm. care, you know, pull the plug on on the print edition, and then I'll still pay. I'll still pay the mm-hmm. same uh, yeah. rates I'm paying to get print delivered. Just give me some local news. That's all yeah. I ask for, Gary.
10: Well, yeah. Well, with my subscription. Um I get, well, I get, uh, access, obviously I get access to the digital division too, uh, edition too. It's, it's part of the package. You subscribe, uh, to the print edition and you automatically get, uh, access to the, uh, digital edition at no extra charge. So that's, you know, one of the, if, uh, now being, okay, it's just a situation where if, if I do look at the digital edition, I have to get, uh, I have to call it up on my laptop because it's more difficult, it's kind of difficult to, for me anyway, to navigate, you know, on the phone. So if I go to the laptop, it's much, um, it, it's much easier for me to navigate. But uh, fortunately, it is, uh, I would say it's fairly user friendly in terms of being able to yeah. go from where you want to go.
0: Well, I yeah. subscribe. I yeah. subscribe to the Buffalo News digital edition, and I, I find it to be uh, worth my money. Very valuable. We're talking with Gary Letterman, who is in Hamburg, New York, and uh, so you. You and Sandy prepared, because the good thing about big uh, winter storms, even if they happen in autumn, they, they usually don't happen all of a sudden. You, As is no. this case, you, you had uh, two or three days to prepare accordingly.
10: Yes, this one was set up, I mean, if you look, when, I, when it first popped up and uh, I looked at uh, the weather radar and I went... West, obviously, from here to see, and you could see it forming, uh, over, uh, oh, well, it kind of over, probably over, uh, eh, Western Lake Huron, it's Southern Ontario, you know, Northern Ohio, Michigan, up in that area. And you could see it moving and you could see it coming. Now, last night, it stopped, it actually stopped around nine o'clock last night. And then I looked out again around midnight, and yeah, there it was.
0: And, and it I'm was looking right down. now. Jim Cantori is back at it with another live shot, probably from yeah. you know about uh, 200 steps from your front door, and it's coming yep. down now. I mean, it's yeah. certainly not yeah. not like three inches an hour, but it's a very steady snow even at this moment. Right.
10: That's right. That's the thing. It's uh, it's it's just very steady. It's not heavy. Uh, I, I can see across the street and all that good stuff, but it just kind—you know it's just fairly steady, and they say it's supposed to continue. Uh, I the last I saw it was one o'clock tomorrow afternoon, is sure. when it's supposed to let up. Of course, those things change almost hourly, so yeah, you know. But it's a situation actually. Uh, Bob, I have to admit that you know, folks from the Weather Channel get here now. Uh, during that November 2014 storm, uh, at the corner of the street where I live, there was uh, 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 there was a collision shop and a, in the back was a uh, blown glass uh, stained glass uh, operation. And then next door to that was a Mr. Tyre um, car repair tire shop. <clears throat> well the roof on both of those buildings collapsed. Under that snow, And they were right at the end of the street uh, with covering that because it was right there. Now, the, actually, uh, you'll find that most of the rest of the country uh, gets more excited about these things than we do. Well, you know, you're more uh, used to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, people... You know, I mean, it's a big story. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's a walk in the park and we're poo-pooing it, by any means. No, but we're prepared. We know what to do. And, you know, for the most part, we just... You know, we know it's coming. Fine, uh, stop at Seven Eleven, get milk bread and eggs, and come home. You know, and just make sure you got plenty of coffee, and we're all set.
0: You know, I'm thinking of a, a big winter storm that happened here in Binghamton on Valentine's Day. I don't remember what year it was, but you you might remember. Sandy was still, I think Sandy was still here in Binghamton. But um, yes, it, it's the only. I have to confess, it's the only time I've ever ever ridden a bc transit bus i looked i was saying oh driving from the west side over to court street doesn't look like an option but i want to get to work and fortunately the on that uh, morning valentine's day morning uh the buses were running so i mm-hmm. i wound up trudging over to the bus stop and I took, and man, I was so thankful for BC Transit Service and mm-hmm. and then when I got to the station, there were some kids from Fox News Channel they had driven their Fox News Channel van up from Manhattan to uh, cover the weather and of course it's a professional news channel covering a winter storm, so they came all the way up to Binghamton to cover a heavy snow event and they didn't bring a snow shovel so the kid the kid there is like because I introduced myself because they were parked here in front of the station as the snow continued to fall and the kid said "Do you know where we could get a snow shovel?" And it's like it was like about 8 eight in the morning no place was open yet. And I said, "Well, yeah, yeah. you know, if you go down there back when before CVS closed on Court Street, mm-hmm. CVS was yes. still open." I said, "They'll probably open at about 9." And they may, they may have a snow shovel, but I couldn't believe a professional news channel owned by billionaire Rupert Murdoch sent their crew up here to Binghamton with no snow shovel.
10: Well, I, you know, that's, that's one of those things where I don't, people who are not used to that don't understand. I mean, I've got one in the trunk of my car. I got the small one, you know, with the extended handle. They can handle, extend the handle. Got one in, in my, uh, in the trunk of my car. Which reminds me, I got to put some more salt in the trunk of the car. Not that I'm going anywhere for the near future, but it's one of those things you have. You know, we just put uh, the snow shovel and some uh, rock salt in ice melt in the, in the trunk of the car, just in case. And you know, it's it actually the worst. <laughs> tell you the truth, the worst places uh, for me to get out of with my car. Was when we still lived in Binghamton and you had the alternate side of the street parking. And I got, pl- it took me probably 10 minutes to get out one morning because of all the snow that had been uh, built up against the side of my car. Uh, that was the worst uh, I've ever had in terms of trying to get out of a
0: snowstorm. <laughs> Gary Letterman right now in the middle of a heavy snow event in Hamburg outside Buffalo with his fondest memories of winter from Binghamton. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Harder to get out of your driveway on Binghamton's west side than it is uh, out of your driveway yeah. in Hamburg.
10: Yes. Well, right now, um, Well, right now. I mean, I suppose if I, it was really necessary, if there was an emergency situation, I might be able to work my way out. But Uh, if there was, I mean, say if there wasn't really an emergency situation, I'd call some, I'd call, you know, 911. I'm not going to try and do this myself because even if I did got out of a driveway, the roads, okay, fine. You know, uh, the roads are, I mean, the roads are, they can't keep up with it, you know, uh, at this point. A matter of fact, I would not be surprised if at least within the village and the town, they're not even trying. They're just waiting for it to clear up. Wow! Now, if my, you
0: if you try to snow, uh, try to uh plow and do that sort of thing with this kind of forecast, it's you know it's basically yeah. an exercise you know, it, it, in futility.
10: It, it, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, you're you know, you come back an hour later and oh, okay, we got to do it again. You know, hour and a half. No, I mean it. it they and of course the folks at the DPWs they know what to do. And you know now the. Um, now, the, uh, so they got all set up, and we saw it coming, and, you know, that's it. Now, uh, the big thing that they were trying to avoid this year that happened um, in November of 2014 was people getting trapped in the thruway. And there were several people. Uh, there was one incident where uh, there was a guy died in his car. He got... He was on the side of the road and he was trying to get help and the snow plow came along. Well, it covered his car with the snow and kind of pushed him off the road and they couldn't find him. Uh, and finally he you know, he succumbed to the cold and that because his car was stalled, he couldn't get the car started and the heater wasn't working, and they just they couldn't find him. And he kept looking at I mean they they had some sort of signal from his phone, but they couldn't find him because he was off the road and covered with snow and that's the sort of thing that they wanted to avoid this year, and so far it appears they've done so successfully.
0: That's good by the way, one other thing that came up last hour, not related to what's going on now, but sort of in a strange way related to buffalo weather. Do you remember a guy named Frank Benny who did weather for w g r oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So do you remember what he did in nineteen seventy
10: one? Uh he got caught betting on Buffalo Braves basketball games.
0: Yeah, he had a gambling issue and then apparently yeah. because he and then he robbed a bank.
10: Right, yeah, he robbed a bank. <laughs> the ironic part of it is, okay, he did the weather. Okay. I believe it was channel two, the NBC affiliate. Anyway, he was also he also did the morning show uh, on WGR radio. Okay. Which was, a, you know, the the old school full service station, music, news, weather, sports. Well, he robbed the bank. And of course, everybody knew who he was. And they tracked him down to his home in Amherst Street called Morning Star Drive.
0: <laughs> and, and according to the news account, I'm looking at the news account. They arrested him in his driveway at his home in Amherst. Yep. <laughs> they were waiting for him. <laughs> Morning Star Drive. He <laughs> nah, was released. He got five hundred three dollars in the robbery mm-hmm. at Homestead Savings and Loan, and then mm-hmm. um, you know, and ultimately. Because I also – a listener brought this up last hour, and uh, the listener pointed out he ultimately made a a big comeback. He is uh, described as the biggest radio comeback in Buffalo's history.
10: Yeah, well, what happened was he he was betting – it was mostly basketball games. And at the time, the Buffalo Braves were still in town. It was like their second or third year. And he got involved – of course, at that time, it wasn't legal. Sports betting wasn't legal. And we got involved with um, some people who really get insistent when they want their money back. And um, he that's why he robbed the bank to try and pay them off. Well, ultimately, what he did is uh, he went, he went uh, state's witness against the folks that were running the gambling ring. And that's, got him, that's what got him off the hook, was he testified. There was a trial. He testified against him. And after that was all over, yeah, he came back. And uh, I think eventually he went to a radio station in Florida, I think, something like that. He passed away uh, a number of years ago.
0: Yeah, actually just two uh, years uh, ago. He died oh, in two July 2020, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He was down I, in I Florida, it. and he, he died uh, at the age of 67. So one of yeah. the stories... I'm um, looking back on some of the history of Frank Benny and one of the uh blog stories that somebody wrote said great DJ lousy bank robber. Yeah.
10: Yeah. Yeah, he was um he was that that was at the time uh, when WGR was actually um, really starting to make a dent in uh the audience for WKBW radio which was the 50,000 watt biggie you know out of buffalo i mean you you could get you could get uh, ships off the coast of nova scotia we're getting wkbw you know
0: with That's danny nevrith no less
10: yes with danny Neveress, yes danny in the morning yeah but uh yeah this was uh you know that was quite the story you know because i remember uh, the teaser for one of the television stations not the one that he worked for one of the other stations says you know, shows him going into the uh, the after he was arrested, going into the police station, and it, the trailer at the bottom says "cloudy future."
0: Oh, you know. oh, that's harsh. <laughs> I mean, the guy. Hey, nobody got hurt. The guy definitely he yeah, had. Well, hey, he had he had some issues, but well,
10: it was the competing. Yeah, it was the, one of the competing. Well, actually, it was. Channel 7, WKBW-TV at the time, well, it still is. But anyway, that was the era when they had uh, a guy, Herb Weinstein was the 6 and 11 o'clock news anchor. And he was one of those guys that would say, you know, a pair of pistol-packing punks held up a, you know.
0: It sounds like 2020 News, C-K-L-W, 2020 News with Byron McGregor. Pair of pass of pistol packing punks robbed a woman on the streets of the Motor City.
10: (laughs) They uh, there was, uh, but that was you know. I mean, they caught flack for that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, but those were on music stations, those were top 40 stations, and the whole point of doing news that way was try to retain your audience, because, you know, typically on music stations, as soon as the news comes on, people start pushing a button because Mm -hmm. they're listening for music and not news, but, you know, and it was, I think that was popular for two or three years at a few stations, Um, you know, Drake stations and... Detroit. Well,
10: I mean, they, they had that class. There was, there was uh, an iconic group uh, at Channel Seven uh, and the ABC affiliate, and I mean, they just dominated for like thirty years. They were together at they were, and then of course, eventually they broke up and things kind of changed around. But no, it was since sensei- it it drew audiences to the t- you know you knew yeah yeah you know those were Channel the days. Seven.
0: Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end.
10: Great. Buffalo Blaze (laughs) Buster
0: battle. (laughs) Gary Letterman, thank you so much for your time, and I wish, wish you and Sandy well this weekend
10: right, Kate. Okay, good enough. We'll, we'll take it easy. Thanks for calling. Thank you.
0: And that is the story from Hamburg, New York, making contemporary news. 10.38, this is Bob Joseph live on News Radio, WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. Joseph live with America's best jingles. Fun day Friday at News Radio WNBF and WNBF.com Sharon in Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air.
12: Hey, good morning bad. First of all, I want to just tell you I love that walk that you did over there in uh, Endicott and Roundtop, it was really nice. You were you were the only one up there, I think, and it was a beautiful view up there, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's magnificent.
12: I just love it. I saw that video, but hey, the reason I did call is I want to make sure I tell the Binghamtonians, the Binghamton people, that because of Thanksgiving week, there is no yard waste the twenty first, which is this coming Monday. There is no yard waste picked up the twenty first, and everybody that has garbage the rest of the week except for the east side okay east side will be picked up everybody else will be like one day earlier okay so in other words anybody that has garbage picked up you know on tuesday it will go to monday and wednesday goes to tuesday you know and things like that but thanksgiving day the people are all off from the city But the east side is going to have a. They're going to have a crew from DPW that will pick up east side garbage. Isn't that nice?
0: I think that's uh, very nice.
12: And if you if you so if you have a big dinner, you have a bunch of stuff, and you have a lot of garbage, make sure you pack it the right way, like we do in the city of Binghamton, and put it out right after you eat Thursday evening, because it will be picked up Friday. And that is definite because I just talked to one of my so-called brothers at DPW. And, uh, oh, by the way, I just want to mention something else, part two of, of uh, talking to city people. Downtown In in, in city, city people are getting calls where people are calling, and it's Thanksgiving, Bob, so I thought of this, you know, during this period of time. When someone calls somebody in the city, please don't yell and scream and swear at them. They didn't make the rules. You know what I mean? I know that this is happening, and somebody one time, uh, downtown asked me, if it wasn't the mayor, but somebody asked me downtown, a worker, a little gal on the desk said, you know, I hear you on the Bob Joseph show and everything. Could you kindly mention for the public not to call and scream and yell and swear at us? I said, oh my. I said, they do that? She says, yeah. And you know, they don't make up the rules. So be kind, people. Put the word, you know, in a very professional way when you speak to them the other soul at the other end of the line didn't make up the city rules or the rules at all. So, you know, be kind to them and listen, and they will take care of your issue. How's that, Bob?
0: That's a good reminder. And I think sometimes it's human nature sometimes when we're aggravated or right. or stressed or whatever, because things, let's face it, sometimes we're dealing with a lot of things simultaneously. And then it's something that, needs attention from the city and you're already upset about probably not just about the thing you're calling about but other things and then you know you take it out on on the person at the other end of the line and that's that's not the that's not the appropriate thing yeah do i mean that's but that's also even true i extend that to um not just when you call for uh any kind of government assistance on a on an issue a problem right but any, anytime you call anybody uh let's face it the person who answers the phone is not the person who makes the policy
12: exactly that's what i'm saying exactly
0: right. all right
12: and and it's and, and another thing too it's just that uh they will listen only for a little while and i know that many people are taught that to tell the other party to please you know do not refrain from that language and they'll warn them they'll give them a warning and after that they'll say i'm sorry i've got to hang up because i don't have to listen to that type of you know uh unprofessional language and they could they just hang up and yeah. i've seen that well, done and hey. i think that's great
0: well that's what i have to do sometimes too i don't like you know sometimes people say i hang up on them well You know, the truth is, and Sharon, you can attest to this, everybody who calls into the program, I hang up on them. That's just, I can't stay on the line forever, so eventually, when you call the program, I hang up on you, unless you hang up first. I mean, sometimes people hang up on me first, but this is a radio show, so most of the time, you know, most of the time I'm the one who does the hanging up, and then the onus is on me, like I'm some sort of really bad guy.
12: Oh, you're not. No, I've seen you. I that that was so nice. I still remember when you came down to the food bank when I was site coordinator, and you did a great job. All those pictures and everything. You had a great time there, and it was. Well, that was a nice. That was a
0: nice story, and it 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 was one of those things that just. um, I I was I was very pleased to see so many people helping those who needed help. In fact, I'm just punching up that story now. Oh, look, it mentions uh-huh. your name. From March 2016, Mobile Food Pantry helps Southern Tier residents, and uh, that was over the monthly Mobile Food Pantry at, um, at the Legion on Robinson Street. Yeah.
12: Oh, it was great. And do you know that I used to get the most volunteers, Elmira told me, I would get volunteers, and one time one of, the lead trucker uh, turned some away, and I says, no, I can always find something for them to do, even pick up litter in the lot. But I used to get, like, about 22 to 30 volunteers, and we needed them. And I also heard that other sites, sometimes they would have only three people. Can you believe it? I don't know how they succeeded with that because there was so much to do. You know, it wasn't prepacked. You had to take it off the truck, put it on the tables. And pass out so many to each person, and it was a bunch. You saw it was a bunch of different foods. But I had between twenty-two to 30, 30 uh, volunteers, and I don't know how a truck can run with two or three people. Yeah,
0: well, no, that's that's tough, but somehow they make it make it work. Sharon, thank you for your call. Hope you have a great weekend.
12: Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you too, Bob, and thank you for listening. Take you're,
0: care. You're welcome. 1048 Bob Joseph live on your Fun Friday from News Radio WNBF 92.1 FM, 12:90 a.m. and always available to you on the free WNBF app. When I had- 151 WNBF with Bob Joseph. The question du jour is, what is the street in Binghamton where the most drivers speed? Something like that. What is the uh, place where the speed demons go in Binghamton? I'll, I'll turn over my research uh, to City Hall. I'll submit it. I'll slip it up under the... Uh, door of the traffic division BPD traffic division I'll I'll put it in the form of a memo these streets according to WNBF listeners are um, are filled with high speed maniacs aren't they from Jamestown is that the group Natalie Merchant with the high speed maniacs (laughs) driving around Grand Boulevard at 430 on a Saturday morning Trying to avoid the utility poles and trying to pay attention to the very difficult, challenging driving conditions on Grand Boulevard on a Saturday morning just before dawn while at the same time entertaining your passengers. (sighs) Life is tough. Life is tough. Keep your eyes on the road. Both hands on the wheel, my friend. Ryan in Binghamton, good morning.
13: Good morning. I just wanted to shout out to the construction workers. I'm not from Binghamton, but I've been delivering uh, supplies. And uh, the construction workers over on Munsell Ave in that neighborhood, they're redoing a lot of the houses and the urban uh, revitalization over there. And uh, it looks very good Uh, to have an old row house that they're redoing. And it looks wonderful. And I hope they continue uh, making the city better in redoing all the old houses and uh, boarded up houses down there. So just wanted to shout out to them working on this job site.
0: Oh, thank you for um, mentioning that because we, um, we had covered, actually it's been a little while since I was over uh, covering those specific uh, projects, uh, Munsell Street, let me see, um, it's a, a bunch of locations. Munsell Street, let me see. Oh, Moffett Avenue, Sturgis Street, and Way Street. So they had uh, a lot of buildings that they were renovating, and that's a lot of work. And I, I have been uh, monitoring the work they've done. I haven't done a story lately, but I now that you reminded me, maybe I'll go out and do an update on the renovations.
13: Yeah. Well, being from out of the area, I think they did a good job. I know that row house that they're redoing on the corner of Munsell there, it's pretty old. I think it's around uh, built around the Civil War time. So, and uh, I was able to go inside. The apartments are going to look nice. There's 18 total apartments, so should be good for the people of Binghamton, the people that uh, need affordable housing. And like I said, make the make the neighborhood a lot a lot better looking. So, appreciate you taking the time to voice my opinion on that.
0: Thanks for calling in, Ryan. Where are you from?
13: I'm actually from Auburn, but uh, we deliver down there, so I've come. Down to Binghamton a few times. So,
0: have um, you ever been uh, to the prison there in Auburn? That's where they make our license plates. The uh, people yeah, at, uh, at the
13: I live, I live two blocks from the old prison, and I've been in there many a time.
0: Yeah, for work purposes. Yeah. Now, I was, uh, a few months ago, I was out there. I've never been inside. I want to go inside. I want to call the uh, DMV and the corrections department to see if I could do a feature story about the area in the prison. It's a work area for the, the people at the prison who help produce all of the millions of license plates in New York. I think it'd be an interesting feature story. The other thing in Auburn, they have this place. It's called Prison City. It's like um, yep. have you have yeah, you ever have seen it over on the corner? Yeah, over on the oh, corner yeah. there near the prison.
13: Yes, sir. They have very good craft beers there, and not only do they make license plates there, but they also make furniture. There's a industry in the prison, and it's a very old prison. First electrocution in the world uh, for the electric chair. First time it was used back in the 1800s, and there are a lot of history in in all of New York. I'm originally from Florida, but I moved back home. I was born up here, but raised in Florida. Now I'm back home. And I love, I love New York in general, So, and I stumbled across your program, um, and I enjoy it, and I like the uh, open opinion on everybody, and I like how you give everybody a fair shake.
0: Well, thanks so, for your call. By the care. way, when the last time I was in Auburn, we drove around some of the beautiful neighborhoods in, in the Auburn area. I was so, so impressed with some of the historic homes. Some of the homes are, are beautiful, and the properties are, are very well cared for.
13: Well, maybe some of you being Antonians will come up to the Finger Lakes area. There's lots of wineries and the lakes around there, the Finger Lakes. So it's an, it's not that far of a drive, but it's nice in the summertime and it's just, it's nice and it's a good, nice Friday. So like I guess I'm glad I stumbled across the program and everybody have a wonderful weekend and a great holiday. And on the last point, it's easy to, it's easy to be a decent person. Like that woman was saying, it's, it's very nice and easy to be kind. So. I think that's a good good message to everybody out there. Be kind to others. Show respect to everybody. So I like that. So thank you very much again.
0: Thank you, Ryan. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. 1056, Bob Joseph with you here on News Radio WNBF. More coming right up. I hope you'll be one of our callers on this Friday morning. Yeah, it's fun day at WNBF. First, on WNBF Binghamton, it's 11 o'clock.
1: Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
2: The National Weather Service is calling for increasing clouds for us for today with some scattered snow showers this evening. New snow accumulation of less than a half inch and a high today in the mid to upper 30s. Road and utility crews from the southern tier may be spending their weekend in western New York as that region has been preparing for the past several days for a potentially crippling snowfall. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has declared a state of emergency for parts of western New York ahead of the potentially dangerous bout of lake-effect snow. The National Weather Service forecast is up to four feet of snow may fall through Sunday, which may paralyze the hardest-hit communities, including Buffalo, with periods of near-zero visibility. Hochul's state of emergency. Covers 11 counties with commercial Truck traffic banned from a stretch Of Interstate 90 southwest Of Buffalo after 4 p.m. on Thursday Equipment and personnel From all over New York have been mobilized To help speed the recovery and respond To emergencies. Snow began Falling in Buffalo at about 7.30 Last evening. The National Football League says the Buffalo Bills home game Sunday against the Cleveland Browns will be Played in Detroit because of the Anticipated weather. Now for us Closer to home, we have our own lake effect snow in a forecast advisory anyway the national weather service and a hazardous weather outlook earlier today said lake effect snow showers would return on sunday as the winds shift to the northwest or west northwest snow squalls would be possible late on sunday morning into the late afternoon hours for the twin Tiers, bringing gusty winds and low visibilities to the area making travel conditions hazardous but again nothing anywhere near what buffalo is expecting Reports from the Associated Press and other sources close to the case of the mass shooting at a Buffalo supermarket in an apparent hate crime last spring say the accused Conklin Teen is going to enter a guilty plea. Court records in Erie County show 19-year-old Peyton Gendron is scheduled to appear on Monday where he is reported to plan to plead guilty to all New York State-filed charges against him. The Associated Press credits the information regarding the potential plea to the lawyers representing the families of the 10 victims killed in the May shooting at the Topps Friendly Markets outside of Buffalo. John Elmore is an attorney for the families of two of the ten black people who were killed in the shooting. He told Association Press that Gendron's old lawyers disclosed in recent weeks that he planned to plead guilty to all the counts in the state indictments and waive his right to appeal. Gendron is named in a 25-count indictment, and the victim family lawyers say it's expected the White Broom County teen will be sentenced to life in prison without parole. Gendron allegedly drove about three hours to Buffalo from his home in Conklin, intending to kill as many black people as possible at a store he chose because of its location in a predominantly black neighborhood. Shortly before opening fire with an AR-15-style rifle on May 14th, he posted Documents that outlined his white supremacist views and revealed the attack had been in the planning works for months. Traffic may soon be flowing between two Northside Binghamton neighborhoods after a 14-month-long detour while crews were working to deal with a sinking Interstate 81 bridge. People familiar with the project told WMBF News a section of Shenango Street under the highway was going to be reopening soon. The street was closed in September of last year for work designed to address the unexpected sinking of the bridge, which was constructed just in 2013. The fix was supposed to be taking about three months to complete, but problems with... Concrete, not meeting specifications to keep the I-81 bridge operational, ran into snags and the work dragged on. Pedestrians and bicyclists have been able to cross under the bridge while the prolonged fix-up was underway. Motorists were detoured from Shenango Street between Bevere and Frederick Streets. A sign of progress, scaffolding and construction equipment have been removed from the project site. Workers on Thursday were cleaning up Shenango Street in preparation for reopening. A September update from the State Department of Transportation indicated the street was expected to be open to single-lane traffic by the end of the year, if not sooner. The WMBF Twin Tiers forecast increasing clouds today, a 30% chance of scattered snow showers in the evening, a high in the mid to upper 30s, new snow accumulation of less than a half inch. Tonight, a 30% chance of scattered snow showers and clouds before becoming mostly clear, low around 20, new snow accumulation of less than a half inch. Saturday, sunny and a high in the mid 30s. This is where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com, and 92.1 FM. WNBF.
0: The Unreal Bob Joseph Live, WNBF. Let me take. 607 772 1290. That's a line for you. And we are here serving you with the microphone and a telephone, which is working um, admirably well. I commend the people at the telephone company for doing excellent work. They're batting a thousand. So the question that we're pondering today is the speediest street. Where do the speed demons go when they want to ply their dangerous craft? This is uh, primarily focusing today on the city of Binghamton, not exclusively. If you have um, streets you'd like to nominate in your community, we could extend this to cover the tri-state area. Uh, So if you live in... Campville, or Cander or Waverly, or Newark Valley, or Appalachian. Places in Tioga County, or places in Broome County. Not just Binghamton, but Johnson City, and Vestal, and Endwell. I know some fast-moving streets in Endwell. I spent some time in Endwell when I was a kid, and nobody would speed in Endwell, but now times are different. People have to go places. They have very little time. They have a lot to do, so it's uh, not unusual to see people speed. What about those people speeding on Wilson Avenue in Endwell? You know who you are. I know who you are. But I don't have a badge, so all I can do is just marvel at your propensity for putting people at risk 607-772-1290 so high speed streets focus primarily binghamton but not exclusively jesse from a writes talcott street in a has now become the high speed place in tioga county he says they can give the city of binghamton a run for their money i think it's true i've been on talcott street And the speed limit, the posted speed limit on Talcott Street in Owego, is 30. But seriously, aside from me and Jesse, who actually obeys the speed limit, am I right, people? You know, I say enforcement. I say speed cameras. Lots and lots of speed cameras and radar traps. Bring back radar traps, the old-fashioned radar traps. Not only do you make the streets safer, but you generate lots of revenue, and that means... Property taxes will come down. We go to the phones now at 1113. IWNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name and where are you calling from?
3: Selena from Binghamton, Fast Street Topic. Hey there. Yeah, uh, the 200 block of Front Street, where the mom-and-pop store is.
0: Oh, that's true, right on the curve.
3: Yeah, Some day before yesterday, the 16th, someone was using the crosswalk and someone had to slam on the brakes. They were clocked around 59 miles an hour.
0: And they even put up a sign. The guy from the traffic division from the BPD, he even put up a sign there, like one of those speed signs. And it's a new one. It's a better one. And uh, every time I go past there, you know what it displays when I go past? Three zero. i go past
3: it it says two nine
0: (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i mean that is a problem and there have been some spectacular crashes right at that that spot there near the red oak and near the overhead door company um for some reason people have difficulty navigating that part of front street and i think in most cases speed is a primary reason it's
3: a Especially that crosswalk right at the mom and pop store where it sells three seventy a gallon for gas. Someone almost got killed the day before yesterday.
0: Yeah, I—I I mean, I've seen uh, some close calls myself, and I just don't understand why people drive that way. I mean, what—what what can the excuse be?
3: I don't know what their excuse is, but it, it can't be a good one.
0: No, I'm looking at. Uh, a picture, the last time I was over there for a bad crash was on February twenty second, 2020, so it was about two and a half years ago. A red pickup truck slammed into a silver sedan, and three people were hurt, and that head-on crash happened on a Saturday night right near in front of the Red Oak Diner when it was still open.
3: Yeah, do you remember when they remilled and paved Front Street to make the road lower for that bridge? I do. Ever since that happened, people use Front Street as a racetrack.
0: Yeah, that area near um, the health department.
3: Yeah, they should put up.
0: Uh, they
3: twenty-five Front Street. Yeah, that's where, they, that's, where, that's where that's where they start racing. Yeah, when they that's where they start, and then it ends up all the way up past the Red Oak, and people. One day, someone's going to get killed.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that crash that I mentioned uh, from 2020 with the. Uh, wrecked vehicles. I was shocked that nobody was fatally, was fatally pickup, injured.
3: Was that red pickup a Ford?
0: Let me see. No, it was a Chevrolet Silverado. Oh, okay. But the the car, the car that he smashed into was a Saturn Ion.
3: Oh, that's I got that. Yeah, that's what it was.
0: Yeah, Saturn. and it's yep, the, Wait, hold on. The ion, the
3: ion was the victim.
0: Right. Right, yeah, the guy the guy in the pickup truck, I think, was um, driving like a bat out of Hackensack.
3: Yeah, and it took out the gas station, too.
0: Yeah, actually, listen. That's the cops talking. You can hear the cops. They're saying something like that guy in the red truck was driving way too fast.
5: Yeah. It, it, it took out
3: part of that gas station, the overhang.
0: Or not that one. No, that was a, that was a separate one. This they both vehicles in this case stayed in the street. This is right in front of Red Oak.
3: Oh, it always oh, yeah. just a, not even a block up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz oh. I can see in the video I can see looking down the street I can see the one stop and the gas prices, if I can make out it's a little little fuzzy in the video but it looks like the gas prices were about a dollar 10 a gallon.
3: Yeah, now it's 3 dollars oh, 80 380 now.
0: Yeah, those were the days.
3: Just like you say, those were the days.
0: Yeah, we we thought they'd never end. I appreciate your call.
3: I want to wish you a beautiful Thanksgiving, and I love you all here at WNBF.
0: Thank you, Selena. Bye. It's 1117. This is Bob Joseph on your side. I serve at your pleasure. So if you are no longer pleased with my service to the community, let me know. Let me know, and I'll collect my stuff in a little cardboard box and then start my Thanksgiving celebration early. 607-772-1290. Email bob at wnbf.com. Where do they go too fast? Front Street? Beethoven? Riverside? Grand Boulevard? You tell me. Of course, we had the mention there in Owego from Jesse, Talcott Street. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. Uh, What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
14: Hi. Hi, Bob. Sandy from Port Dick. Hello. I just want, I'd like to nominate Front Street also. I use Front Street quite a lot, and I think people really, even though it's 40 miles an hour posted, people don't pay attention to that. They go a lot faster, and they're racing from one red light to another. So they don't really get there any faster, but anyway, um, I think part of the problem is, uh, you know, the broom, <clears throat> broom BCC students when they're out. I mean, they they go like crazy. Uh, they're young and they're fearless. And uh, anyway, uh, but I want to rec- to commend the DOT or whoever put the red light with the at right arrow up by uh, 12a because there was uh, a lot of accidents at that intersection before they straightened out that light and put that uh, right turn arrow red green and yellow there It, it made the big difference and uh so that's all i have to say and i hope everyone has a wonderful thanksgiving
0: you as well sandy and i hope you enjoy your weekend
14: Thank you. You
0: too. 1119, Bob Joseph, with you serving our community. I have been. Eh, I enjoy this. I enjoy communicating with people. A lot of calls this morning. Lines have been very active. If you haven't had a chance to call yet and you don't have to talk about traffic, maybe you want to talk about turkey. Did you get a turkey? Do you want a turkey? Will you have something other than turkey on Thanksgiving Day? Hey, the uh, the options are limitless. Just because Thanksgiving is always associated with turkey doesn't mean you must have turkey. Could have turkey and something else, too. 607-772-1290. The email address is Bob at WNBF.com. We are serving you at 921 FM 1290 AM and always available free on the WNBF app. For 15 15- We at 1124, Bob Joseph. Hope you have a good weekend. I hope our friends who may be listening in western New York, whether it's in Hamburg or Buffalo or Orchard Park, hope you have a good weekend. Sorry about all that snow. But as our friend Gary in Hamburg noted when we spoke with him a few minutes ago, People were warned, so you could make preparations, buy the stuff you need, and hopefully hunker down, hunker down, stay inside, and look out every so often to see what's actually happening out there, see if the snow stops. The Lake Effect snow machine. It's not the only machine in America that consistently works well. So, obviously, it wasn't made by, I can't say that. I was going to say something, but, you know, that's inappropriate. But you know what I'm thinking. Nice, nice story with um, Kate Collins. Story on the front page today of the Binghamton Press and Sun Bulletin about the elephant twins born in Syracuse. Pictures are nice. Although I I have to say the photo that they use is from the zoo. Not a bad photo, but uh, just between you and me, I think Kate Collins would have taken a better photo. But this uh, photo is nice, provided by the zoo. The rare Asian elephant twins were born at the zoo in Syracuse. This is the first successful birth of twin Asian elephants outside of their range countries in Asia and Africa. And Kate Collins has the story about these Twin elephants, adorable, and they are. Due to the complexity of elephant ultrasounds and the improbability of twins, the zoo care team did not anticipate two calves, and they were astonished by the twins' arrival. Elephant twins comprise less than 1% of elephant births worldwide and are often stillborn or are too weak to survive after birth. The few successful twin births have only taken place in Asia and Africa, and to date there has never been a recorded case of surviving elephant twins in the United States. So, nice story from Kate Collins, appropriate on a Friday, the front page of... Binghamton's newspaper, Press and Sun Bulletin, 1126. This is Bob Joseph, 607-772-1290. Are people speeding in your neighborhood? Do they really speed? And what, if anything can be done about it, one thing that doesn't seem to happen around here with much regularity is... A technique that's employed in other parts of the country. It's called traffic calming. There are techniques that can be employed to slow down traffic. It takes a little money, and it also takes some creativity. But there are ways to slow down traffic. And I will say, actually, some of the recent improvements that have been made in Traffic patterns right now here in Binghamton, I think, they're working. Um, And I don't know if you agree. Let me know if you concur with what I'm about to say. The redesign of the traffic patterns near City Hall at the intersection of State and Hawley Streets, I think that redesign is very successful. If you remember, a few years ago, the traffic pattern you had, if you're heading toward the south side or heading toward Vestal, there were two lanes of traffic, and there was a lot of speeding going on there. Now, with the redesign, with a single lane on Holly Street going past the police station and then going past the arena, that has had the effect of calming traffic, plus... It appears to be safer for pedestrians. There are a couple of well-marked crosswalks and traffic signals or crossing signals. So I think that's an improvement. I think it's safer. Now, also, though, the fact is, speaking of speeding, once you get past that area, past the on-ramp from Susquehanna Street, then all bets are off because then people stomp on the gas pedal, and even though the speed limit's only 30, when they come over the State Street Bridge, then they they rev it up, and apparently they can't wait to get to Vestal or someplace. I don't know where they're going to in such a, a hurry, but there's a lot of speeding going on as you head outbound over state street and then speaking of speeding also a lot of people are still coming into downtown binghamton at a high rate of speed over the state street bridge although i will say with the revised traffic pattern there and the changes in the lanes i do think that's been improved i think it's safer in both directions there on state street uh, around city hall It's eleven thirty, WNBF Binghamton with Bob Joseph live on a Friday morning. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
8: Hi, Bob.
0: Hi, Beverly. What's up? Not much. How are things in the town of Dickinson?
8: Well, they're pretty they're pretty good. What I called for is when you get off the roundabout and you're going towards SUNY boy after they get on on the, off the roundabout, boy, they speed up.
0: Yeah, I have noticed that a bit. I haven't seen yeah, anything... they
8: speed up.
0: Really really <laughs> fast? I haven't seen anybody go real fast.
8: Well, I don't know. I've seen them go through red lights.
0: Well, that's just another issue. And, and maybe we'll tackle that topic at some point in the future, is... is um, Red lights that are problems where people um, just routinely blow through red lights. I don't see too much of that, but I do see, I do see it on occasion, and uh, I, it perplexes me why people think it's safe to go through red lights. Because personally, I think if you go through a red light, it's very very hazardous. You could get hurt.
8: Yeah, you could hurt someone else.
0: You could hurt an innocent person.
8: That's right. No, uh, after they get off the roundabout and stuff, they speed down Front Street too until they get to the until they get to the light about Front Street, about Front and Prospect, and then they slam on their brakes. They're like, oh, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, when in fact you know they saw it. You know they did.
8: Oh yeah, I see a lot of people. A lot of people going through yellow lights too. Oh,
0: I d- I admit out. I I admit that, but according to uh, my handbook from the DMV, it's okay to go through yellow lights. I do it every day.
8: Yeah, well, I always thought it wasn't was, was, was uh, you could get a fine for
0: Well. Go ahead and find me. I want to see. Oh,
8: no, no, not me. Not me. I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. I close my eyes when I see you coming.
0: All right. Yeah, you better. <laughs> you better step back, step back over the curb and, and be at least 10 feet off away from the roadway for safety. But um, what what probably can be a problem with yellow lights is when some people, some drivers, and I think, particularly newer drivers, they see the yellow light and because they might be intimidated by the yellow light or afraid they're going to get a ticket, then they uh, are um, prone to maybe slam on their brakes and that can cause uh, rear-end collisions. So my my philosophy is in most at most intersections now, the yellow lights are properly timed so they might be yellow for one and a half or two seconds, depending on the posted speed limit, and that gives you time to get through the intersection because it doesn't make sense to oh, yellow light, slam on the brakes and then, you know, one or two cars behind you can go boop, beep, boop, like pinball. Yeah, well, someone hit us up on the the, the
8: woman was doing what was on her cell phone.
0: Yeah, there's still too much of that. I think... I think some people, some people have learned their lessons, but I, I I perceive that there are fewer people right now driving and using their phones than say five years ago. I think I think there's been some progress, but still, it's too many people who are dr- driving while distracted.
8: I have to tell you something. Oh, this was years ago. Uh, I seen the chief of police on his car on his cell phone coming out of the lot, the parking lot and 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 I shook my finger at him. But I didn't I didn't I didn't know who he was at the time and he rolled down the window and I said, I'm sorry, sir. I said, I didn't realize you were the chief of police and he said, That's all right he said Where
0: was he, the chief of police, the, in
8: Endwell? No, 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 on Holly Street.
0: Oh, that guy. Yeah. Was he driving? He was was he driving like a? Was he, he? Does he drive one of those black vehicles?
8: No, no, he drives
0: a police car. Oh, the police chief was yeah, driving well, a. Uh, that
8: police chief. I didn't know who he was. He, he was driving
0: a marked vehicle. Yep. Really.
8: Yeah. yeah. And I shook my finger at him and he rolled down the window and I said, Well sir, I said, Isn't it uh isn't a, isn't it the law that we aren't supposed to operate our cell phones in our car? And he said nicely, he says, I'm a chief I'm the chief of police and I just got a call for my people. Well, geez, then I seen his name, his his name on his oh, that thing that they wear around your neck, right. you know. Right. And well, I think it, I apologize. Oh, me. yeah. Well, I mean, in I mean, I, I it, didn't in
0: official business. You have to be able to communicate. So if he is getting a call from headquarters or one of the officers or a detective, he does have to take that call.
8: Yeah. Well, I I didn't realize it was him, and I apologized. He said it was. All, he said that's all right. He said, you have a nice day. He was, I thought he was going to haul me in, but he didn't. So this is. So he, you're 2000- saying
0: he he didn't detain you?
8: No, nope. that was back in 2009. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. The well, I didn't know who he was. I thought he was some, you know.
0: Yeah, I I, I think person. I, I believe. I'm not positive I was trying to look it up but i I don't see specifically I believe in New York State it's legal for uh, law enforcement officers when they're on duty to to use their phones even in even in a situation where for um civilians uh would not be appropriate or legal i think I think police officers are are permitted to use cell phones even even when their vehicle is in motion well at least i
8: I was concerned for myself and I was concerned for other people I told them. You know, I mean I now when we go downtown I make sure, I make sure that, that I don't see it. All right, the I see I just where...
0: uh, punched it up. I punched it up on the computer. It says law enforcement and other first responders are exempt from laws that prohibit the use of electronic devices while driving in right. this website says well it might seem like a double standard there are good reasons first most often they're using the device for work related reasons also they use phones and other devices to help reduce congestion on the police radio frequency because if you have a lot of routine uh, chit chat back and forth it can uh, tie up or it could uh, make it impossible to get emergency messages out on on the channel. And also it says they are trained professionals well aware of the dangers that come with using their device while driving. Now, having said that, having said that, that it is legal, there, there occasionally have been problems, and sometimes, sadly, there have been tragedies that have happened because of law enforcement officers being distracted while on their phone. I mean, they're not immune. They they have had special training when they go through the the law enforcement academy. There's a special segment where they do go through special training courses as far oh, as operating yeah, the vehicle. That which, you know, personally, I think everybody should go through. You know, it's uh, these days I think one of the problems we have on the roadways is so many people get a license and they've never gone through driver's ed or any kind of formal training, and I I think that's one thing that needs to be rectified. I think everybody should have to go through either a driver's ed course that is given by a high school or else go through uh, a, a driver training school and get appropriate training in a classroom and also out on the road, and then have to pa- pass a very good test—not a standard road test, but something a little bo- more ambitious. Because I want, you know, what I want most of all? I
8: have no accidents.
0: Exactly. That's what I want. That's that's my wish for Thanksgiving: no accidents. Bob, i got another
8: question. He asked. What do they do if there's a fire in a winter, and it's hard to get to you? What do they do?
0: Well, they do their best to get there. There were fire How calls. About
8: if there's an accident or somebody's real sick in the house? It's a, a tough situation.
0: To the- yeah, it's a tough situation, and that happened. It was it was pure mayhem for emergency responders, for the police, and fire units, and EMS and ambulance crews. Back in December 2020, they had great difficulty getting to some calls. And I'm sure, uh, unfortunately, in some cases, they weren't able to respond as they normally would. Some cases, say, if there was a a fire call or an ambulance call, they they called for um, a snow plow, like, say, a city plow or a DOT plow. But sometimes the conditions were so bad about two years ago, sometimes even the plows were getting stuck. Yeah. So... You always do the best you can. That's all you can do.
8: Well, they've been cleaning our our old front street out very good, and I'm pleased because that one year I we we got stuck down in in the house, and and we're we're both elderly, and uh, and my husband's a diabetic, and. Uh, they didn't even clean us out. Remember me calling in?
0: Oh, I remember. I remember. Anyway, I'm glad they're doing better uh, right now, and I hope you have a great weekend, Beverly.
8: You too, my friend.
0: Thank you. 1141 WNBF, serving America, and more specifically, Tauga counties, as well as... Our surrounding counties. We thank you for listening. Wherever you are, if you're listening at 92 1 FM, 1290 AM, or even via the WNBF app, thank you very much. And if you just discovered us, make it a daily habit. I'm here every weekday morning from 9 to noon on news radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. Welcome to. Needs help nine two two six Van Arden. Shots fired. One Adam twelve. Handle code three.
10: One Adam twelve. Roger.
0: This is me. Last night on the way to a story. I'm kidding. It wasn't me on the way to a story. It was another guy named Bob. Not me. No way, Jose. Bob Joseph, live on WNBF. Well,
4: I'm a stranger in the black I oh, want you hop inside my car. I got pictures, got candy. I'm a lovable man. And I can take you to the nearest star. I'm your vehicle, baby. I'll take
3: you I'm your
0: vehicle, woman. My i sure you know. Give me some more units. Secure the perimeter. I Make the notifications. You know Get me ID. Oh, I, well, I'm sorry. Is this mic on? I'm sorry. I'm just talking to dispatch. Uh, good morning to Tioga County. Jesse in a week go
4: And, oh, man, Bob, this is, uh, I was like I thought I was dreaming. What a positive show today. I just couldn't believe it. This has been excellent.
0: Oh, it really has been a great almost three hours. Just beautiful calls with great listeners.
4: It's been a interesting turn of events, and I'm just like, wow. It, it just uh, chain reacted. I'm like, now this is what we really need. And I do have one more idea. I was thinking about can we install one of them? Your speed is a 962J and see
0: how that turns out. <laughs> I, well, I don't know if we can install a speed sign. What I want to do is establish a toll booth, a toll booth on both yeah. ends of it, and charge everybody $37. Okay. But Well, actually, no, no toll booth, because we'd have to hire people to staff the toll booth, put in Sleazy Pass. So every time people go past the oh, Sleazy Pass camera, you get charged $37.
4: I'm not going to live that down, am I? I never should have said that to you.
0: (laughs) It's your fault, man.
4: I know. It was. You know what? As long as we're making the money, we can get up on Round Top Mountain, plenty of modified moxies, adult beverages. You know what? I'll even volunteer to be the toll keeper.
0: I think it's a great plan. I hope you have a great day and, and get set for Thanksgiving. You know, that's coming up in six days.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought it was this week. That's why I'm like, why did I say that?
0: (laughs) Anyway, enjoy.
4: Have a great weekend, Bob.
0: 1147 WNBF, Larry from Kirkwood, you're on the air.
13: Hey, could that be possible? Six days is Thanksgiving? I know.
0: It's like a dream come true.
13: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Well, it'll get interesting, I'm sure. Well, I really enjoyed that with you talking with Beverly. That was wonderful. That was the first thing I, I just turned on the radio, and there, there was Beverly, and I love to her talk. Oh, she's a sweetheart.
0: Well, I'm just pleased so. to talk with all of our uh, familiar listeners as well as new listeners. I mean we have a, we have a, a group who call in on a, a fairly regular basis, and then some who check in just maybe uh, a couple times a month, and then some people, they they still haven't called yet. They're waiting to get the courage to, to make the first call.
13: Yep. I think I was pretty nervous the first time I called up years ago when Tony Russell was with us, you know, so...
0: <laughs> well, the first time I ever called a radio talk program, I was nervous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was a teenager then.
13: Yep. Well, anyway... It's good to have somebody like Beverly, who's a good citizen, you know, doing the right
0: thing. (laughs) Well, all of our listeners are good citizens. Look at all... These are... I shouldn't mention names, because I probably... Let's see. Some of the names we have that we've talked to today. Carol and Gary and Kim and Dale and Ron, Sandy, Sharon, Ryan, Selena, Sandy, Beverly, Jesse, and you. So... Quite a few, a lot of those are familiar names, but a few people are are new. We heard from uh, Ryan in Binghamton, who was making a, a delivery. He's from Auburn. So I always enjoy hearing from people who are out of town who discover our program.
10: Yeah, yeah, that's
13: a good thing. Well, I don't have much
0: to help. All right. Well, I hope I'll you have young. a, please have a good weekend and, and join us next week as we celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, I will. Okay, man, bless you. Thank you so much, Bob Joseph. Here I am, folks. Still precious moments remaining in the program. If you've been thinking, seriously contemplating calling this program, now is the time. Or else you're going to have to wait till Monday. 607-772-1290. Or send an email to bob at wnbf.com. You wash your hands. live with bob joseph on your friday morning linda from port crane good morning you're on the air
5: good morning i gotta tell you about speed haven't lived until you went from port crane exit past state park oh my they pass on the right they pass on the left they pass in the no passing zone and they tailgate it's terrible
0: going which way toward quinnyville
5: I guess Quinnyville, but you get off the Port Crane exit and go up 369 past State Park and up to 79 each way. They just speed, tailgate. It's terrible.
0: All right. I'll keep an eye on that. I haven't been up there in a oh, little it, while.
5: It's awful. And then when you get on 88, get off Port Crane exit to go to 88. Oh, my Cars going by you about 85, 90 miles an hour on eighty eight. It's terrible. It's scary.
0: All right. Well, thanks for the information. I'll uh, go up there uh, as soon as I can. Not today, but I'll I'll check that out. Okay.
5: Well, I got to tell you, I drive a small car, a sports car, yep. and you get the pickup trucks behind you oh. to push you down the road. Yep. It's really bad.
0: All right. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, people. Tailgating and being rude. Thanks for your uh, call, Linda. Joe and Aweego. Good morning.
10: Good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Just a thought if you were twenty one of twenty six million people who were, it was suggested that we would relieve you of at least ten thousand dollars of your college uh, tuition expenses. Would that influence the way you voted? Just a thought. It
0: would. I would definitely vote for someone who promised that. But then my concern would be if, if someone like that, if she promised that, would she actually deliver, or would she, after she got my vote, would it suddenly not happen? That'd be, I would I would want a refund if uh, if she promised me something like that and it turned out that it wasn't going to happen. I would be, I would be uh, disgusted.
10: Well, you might better call the justice department because it was at least two judges. Who have indicated that our president did not have the legal authority to suggest such a situation, but we'll leave it at that. All right. Thought about election results.
0: All right. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Eleven yep. fifty-five. WNBF ending the week on a high note because it's Fun Friday with Bob Joseph. News Radio, WNBF 92 1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. Paid for by Gov- News Radio
4: WNBF.
0: This is Bob Joseph. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday morning. Stay tuned to News Radio, WNBF. Coming up, Dan Bongino. Then from 3 to 6, Sean Hannity. And from 6 to 9 this evening, Mark Levin. Have a great weekend. I shall return Monday morning for another successful mission. Right here at News Radio, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com.